Alright everybody, welcome in to the Fighting for the Ring Dynasty Weekly Podcast. This week loaded up for you, we got week one overreaction, some general NFL notes, a couple of things regarding some pickups, got some big pickups this week, and a general week one recap. I am super excited about it guys, we actually have some real football to talk about, we actually have some real games that were played, and we actually have some real scores go over now I'm feeling good because last week it just so happened that I scored 175.36 if anybody cares points to totally dominate not just my opponent but the league so uh, I don't know I'm feeling all right didn't have a ton of bench points though so would have felt better about that but uh, as a general recap as to the scores for the week we had Yeet Bandits over Tom Brady's Tequila. Tampa Bay over Gollum's Gangsters by a fair margin. Steel Stairway to Heaven over Straight Out of Coughlin. Give him receivers out. Uh, well, we'll just say outperformed. All in by a margin of victory about 100%. Or is that 200%? I don't know. You do the math. And Quaker Mayfield over uh, under. Actually, I am so sorry. Murray Christmas took Quaker Mayfield to the turf on that one. Um you know, if you guys haven't looked at it, definitely take a look at the week one report there. That's a lot of fun to take a look at here. You can see who overachieved, who fell below expectation, and just generally uh, some fun, meaningless awards that won't uh, impact your play for the next week maybe, but perhaps it will. So uh, jumping into actual NFL happenings here, I've got some week one overreactions, one of them being about the Broncos here, Jerry Judy. Looks to be out at least eight weeks, uh, if not more. I anticipate him probably coming back slowly even when he is off the IR. I think they put him on IR there. Ankle sprain. Uh, those can be a little bit rough. And uh, if you are an owner of Noah Fant, maybe you can uh, be excited about where that may be going, and uh, also Cortland Sutton. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if my man Tim Patrick, I, you know, I picked him up off of waivers, I think, before this injury, actually. Um, he was their leading receiver last year, so I think that's going to be something to look at. Of course, Cortland Sutton was injured last year as well, and Jerry Judy was a rookie, but it's at least worth monitoring and, and keeping an eye on. Hopefully, I'll get some spot starts out of him if uh, I'm struggling in some other areas there. Also, Titans defense. Still bad. You know, you lost the one guy in Malcolm Butler who then went to the Cardinals, who ironically destroyed the Titans this last week, although he wasn't even playing because, of course, he was, uh, he's, he's since been retired now. Um, also, Hard Knocks, you know, um, it's coming to the Colts, and I am kind of projecting here that it's going to cause a lot of drama. I don't know. I just maybe like drama, but uh, I think with the whole Wentz thing, they probably picked the perfect in-season team to cover, and I think that it's basically going to uh, be an up-and-down season for them, and they're going to catch all of that in its glorious, flaming failure. So um, I'm excited for that. Uh, going back to the Titans, actually, for a second, A.J. Brown, I think, is a little bit of a diva. He took himself out on a couple of plays. I don't know if he's just, like, pretending that he's hurt or something like that. And I'm interested to see if there are two number ones on the same team that likes to run a lot of play action with Derrick Henry and their former coordinator is gone. I'm a little worried about that. I'm not sure that, that anybody is ever going to be completely happy or consistent for the entirety of the season. So something to... Keep an eye on if you own either of those two players. Also, good grief, uh, the Saints just destroyed and shellacked uh, the Green Bay Packers in week one. Um, and they basically melted them into a pile of queso. Super bold, 
unrealistic, overreactive uh, projection here. Saints are going to go 14-3 and three on the back of a defense, and Jameis Winston this is a big one. Jameis Winston is going to throw 45 touchdowns and five interceptions. I mean, I don't even think that's like – on pace after what he uh, just did this last week. Of course, if he did that, he'd only have about 800 yards or something like that, too. So I don't know. But uh, as some general NFL notes, it's interesting to note that every first round rookie QB had a touchdown this week in week one. Um, I, from what I was able to see, saw uh, Mac, you know, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, pretty mistake free, except one bounce pass backwards. Uh, I don't know if he just got spun around and thought he was looking forwards. I'm not sure what happened there. Trevor Lawrence, uh, three touchdowns, three interceptions against a pretty bad Texans defense. You know, J.J. Watt isn't there anymore. He's, of, of, of course, on the Cardinals now. And um, they just, yeah, I just don't love what I see happening in Jacksonville right now. I didn't watch that full game, but getting blown out by the Texans, who I, I understand are a veteran-laden team and so perhaps can take advantage of certain things. Not encouraging if I have Trevor, not encouraging if I have either of the running backs, not encouraging if I have any of the wide receivers, so not good there. Um, Lance and Fields did have some limited play, both of them through short touchdowns, or Fields, I think, ran one in. Um, and, you know, to me, if, if you're starting, or not starting, but if you're utilizing those guys at the beginning, I would expect to see them a lot sooner than later, especially Fields. Um, so if you uh, if you have those rookie QBs, you can probably be looking forward to start them within the next couple of weeks here. Moving on to a couple of uh, pickups this week. I thought the biggest and most important one, of course, was the Elijah Mitchell pickup. Of course, he could be the starter there in San Francisco with Trey Sermon being sat out the first week. I did get a notification that Sermon will be active this week, which makes a lot of sense. You know, he's your third-round guy. You can't just sit him all year. Um, I do think that he's a risky play moving forward. Shanahan backs are obviously always super hard to trust, but if you pick the right one, you tend to uh, win your week that week. Um, and you just cannot be sure that Sermon is always going to be in the doghouse. You know, uh, uh, Ayuk or Ayuk this last week was, uh, beaten out by Trent Sherfield, which is another pickup that I made and I'm super happy with. Seems to have a connection with, uh, Trey Lance there. But, uh, it looks like Shanahan may be trying to give, uh, Ayuk that starting job back. And I just don't think that, that those two guys are always going to be in the doghouse. So, those are two of the, the bigger pickups, of course. Uh, Mark Ingram, I was glad that I snagged him as well. Um, but, uh, uh, of course, that Elijah Mitchell one. We're going to see how that works out for Drew uh, this coming uh, this coming week. And then, uh, depending on how he plays, if he can get any trades done with him. Before we move on, let's take a break to listen to a read from our sponsors. This week's podcast is brought to you by Marquez Callaway. For all of your preseason sleeper hype needs. Oh, wait. He didn't do anything this last week? Never mind. This week's podcast is also brought to you by Quaker Oats, who are currently filing a lawsuit against one Brett Ayers for copyright infringement. Hope you got your wallet handy, Brett. All right. Week one ultimate failures. Barkley, my goodness, Saquon Barkley. Of course, he's on limited snaps, so I don't know how much he could have necessarily expected anyways, but he just didn't seem to have a lot of juice. Uh, Very bad offensive line. Three points in the uh, fantasy column. That just hurts, man. You know, I don't, that's just ultimate failure there. Also, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Brandon Ayuk, all below five points. That is painful. That will make you lose. 
Titans, again, Chester Rogers was the leading receiver. I wouldn't fault most of you if you didn't know who he was or what team he played for prior to this last week. Speaking of Rodgers, uh, here's one who had a bad game as well. Um, Aaron Rodgers, bad, 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 bad. Uh, total embarrassment, I think, is what uh, the head coach said over there. Also, now he looks like he's coming to press conferences in his pajamas and is having some sort of midlife crisis. So if I'm relying on him to throw the ball and lead my team, I don't know exactly if I'm super excited. Also, uh, negative point scorer of the week is Ronald Jones. Man, that fumble hurts. Uh, but don't worry, you know. He's starter, according to Bruce Arians. Oh, wait. No. He, Lenny, and Gio are all apparently the starters. So, depending on what you believe about, you know, what Bruce Arians has to say about anything, uh, you may or may not be able to start him. Also, uh, ultimate fails, Drew Deal, my goodness, uh, only starting with a 62% efficiency on the players that he started. In other words, that, that was the, of the peak points he could have played in week one, he only, uh, he only had 62%. So that hurts, bums you out. Also, uh, week one heroes, you know, on the flip side here, Brett Ayers had a 99% efficiency. Now he lost, so that does, I don't know if that makes you feel cozy or not, but hey, you did the best you can, and ultimately, uh, if you can make those good decisions going forward, that bodes well for you. Also, Tyreek Hill, 11 for 197 and 1 with 1 carry for 4 yards. Uh, and also, Kyler Murray, speaking of uh, the Cardinals earlier, 40 points on 4 touchdowns plus 1 on the ground. And Antonio Brown, you know, as much as I was giving Drew Deal a hard time here, he had the right call for the receivers, at least for last week. Five for 121 and one with one carry for six. Amari Cooper, 13 for 139. Good grief. And two. Waller, also. Darren Waller. I am the walrus, Darren Waller. Because he had 19 targets. I don't remember exactly what percentage that is. What is that? 30%. 40% of the targets. He was on pace for a ridiculous amount. Of course, I don't anticipate uh, 19 targets a game for that guy, and I certainly don't hope so, being that uh, Paul's team is already a little bit stacked over there, but that guy went bananas and, and should have, honestly, if he caught a few more balls, had a, a ridiculous game. He just had a pretty good game. So, Looking at the week ahead, you know, we've got some interesting matchups here. If I want to make some predictions on the week, um, you know, I'm going to give myself the win here, although I'm not starting out great. As you know, the Thursday night game is already played, and I'm not looking amazing. So definitely could see some sort of failure here going up against All In. Gollum's Gangsters, you know, it's chalky, but I'm going to put them over Murray Christmas. Straight out of Coughlin, lost last week, but I'm going to say unless Christian McCaffrey goes bonkers we're gonna put the win in their column give him receivers i think will fall to tampa bay this week after showing out pretty good last week and i think that uh quaker mayfield bounces back against steel stairway to heaven here moving on to listener questions if you could says randy start one player or have one player on your fantasy team who is since retired who would you have you know, I didn't go back and look historically at everybody. I know like LT and, and some other guys just had ridiculous years. But offhand, I'm just going to say Moss, uh, Randy Moss, because he just was good for a long time. And I just believe in, in using receivers to, to build around. And so having somebody who's a stud like that who literally has a phrase named after him, 
uh, uh, you know, an action of just totally destroying your opponent on a catch. Uh, you know, I feel like that that uh, that would be pretty awesome. League announcements. Uh, you know, something important. Obviously, this was a change. It that shouldn't have been a change. And of course, I do apologize to all of you, Randy. I apologize that uh, you had to shell out a little bit more and still ended up losing that bid over there on Elijah Mitchell. But uh, I think we did what was right for everybody. And moving forward, uh, the waivers are going to process on Wednesday morning, uh, and they are locked on Tuesday. Now, of course, you can still pick up players who haven't played on both Sunday and Monday. But after a player has played, they are locked in both lineups, and of, and they're they're locked on the waivers. So that was my bad on that. I appreciate you guys working with me on that. And uh, you know we're gonna have a great fantasy season for the rest of the year here. Good luck to you all, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>